When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alan Davis, you're listening to the Tuesday Club, this is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Damien Harris with me this afternoon, how are you Dee? Top of the league, thank you Alan, top of the league. <laughs> top, 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 top of the league. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, yeah, it's a good place to be, isn't it, <laughs> albeit on uh, alphabetical order. Yeah, but we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. And Ian Stone is here, hey. hello Ian. Hello boys. Also right feeling there? good. Also feeling good, to be honest with you. Lovely weekend, wouldn't it? We win away, Spurs lose at home. I've had worse weekends, is what I'm saying. Yes. I've never felt more like singing the blues <laughs> when Arsenal win <laughs> and Tottenham them lose. Oh, Arsenal. You got me singing the blues. <laughs> Didn't that? Now, which game should we talk about? Should we talk about our majestic thrashing of uh, poor old Fulham? Or the hilariously empty toilet bowl, <laughs> in which they have now. They are actually fielding 11 turds Let's. in the toilet bowl. <laughs> they are actually putting out, a, 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 fittingly, a shower of shit in Tottenham <laughs> kit now to play in the Armitage Shanks arena. Wasn't it marvellous? It was. I, I, I'd rather talk about the Arsenal first. Just All right, we'll get on to Tottenham. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. save that. Stay tuned, listener. <laughs> I suppose not. Stay also, tuned. We also, are going to take the piss out of Tottenham. We are. Don't worry about that. But I just, right now, I'm feeling so positive about my team. I just want to talk about them, really, because I loved watching them at the weekend. When it, when it, I don't know, it, it felt sort of relaxed and joyful. And I'm not saying it was like the Invincible season when we just turned up and went, how many are we going to win by a day? But it was nice, wasn't it? When it just... Nice. Yeah, I felt that one sort of wobble at the beginning aside. Yeah, didn't really feel particularly threatened. <laughs> There's a bit. Oh, well, now what happened? Now Maitland Niles made a, a good solid connection. Typical Maitland Niles. Yeah. Good solid. Hit the sweet spot of that ball. <laughs> that a terrible pass. Drilled it back to uh, Gabriel. He made a back let pass. it go. Yes. Let yeah. it go uh, through to Bert Leno, who very smartly made an excellent one-handed save, going low down to stop Fulham scoring in the second minute. It could have been a very different affair. And there was obviously some communication issue. I don't know what language Bert Leno said something to Gabrielle in, but I, he didn't hear it. Yeah. And probably doesn't, wouldn't even recognise Bert Leno's voice anyway, would he? Did, yeah. not... <laughs> Well, he's English to French. Someone, someone shouting at me in German. Yeah, English to French to German. There's a bit... There we've got to work on our communication. But I feel that was a crucial moment, not just in the game, but in his entire career. I genuinely feel if he lets in that goal in the first two minutes and we go, oh, no, we've got another one, infected with Arsenal defending. But the fact that he didn't, the fact that it was all OK, because Leno was smart coming off his line, I think that's a big moment. 
when Leno then uh, looked at him with a kind of half smile on his face, it really, it genuinely looked like it was the first time they'd met. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. like it was saying, "Hi, I'm Bert Leno. I am your goalkeeper. I'll be your goalkeeper this afternoon. Uh, if you are going to let something like that, please let me know that yeah, if you're going to yeah. leave a ball like that. If you give, give, give me a little bit of a yours, Bert. I'm yeah. letting it go. Yeah. Something well, like that in, in Portuguese, if you like. But if it's got my name in it, I'll be well. Maybe Bert <laughs> can pronounce his surname. Uh, me either. Magalhães? 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 I'm going to go for Gavis. Every week it's Magalhães. Every week. <laughs> but what language do you shout at I mean, what, and what do you shout? You can't shout away like you would in the old days because yeah. that's not allowed, is it? Rosette. Rosette. Centre backs have to pass along the ground just like everybody else. They're not yeah. allowed to lean back and hoof it. Winners! <laughs> <laughs> Someone does have to shout out at every corner, though. Whatever, and I always think of you, yeah. Damien. Oh, yeah. when, whenever there's a corner, Rosie said to me, my missus said to me, "Do you does somebody do that every corner?" I said, "Every corner, someone every has to shout out." Corner, yeah. Oh. yeah. Away, away. Just in away. case, just in case they've forgotten in the interim period. Yeah, uh, the object is to head it away from your goal. And Tio Tio still gets really annoyed if I shout, man on! And then I claim credit for that person passing the ball Never away. you mind him. Never you mind him. Yeah. Damien, Don't you keep you doing worry. it. Because the one time you won't do it, that'll be the time he won't know. He'll get robbed and we'll let in a goal. Granite Xhaka won't be here. And I will Messing. blame yes. Tio at yes. that point for yes. putting you off your yeah. game. Thanks. <laughs> If we're ever allowed back in the ground, yeah, yeah there is that. Well, they've haven't they changed it now? Because I entered the ballot, but obviously, you know, no more than six of us allowed in the ground at any point, isn't it? Is that the rule? <laughs> That's about well, it. I don't know. I'm doing a comedy gig next week, and they then they changed it and said you can't have a gathering of more than six. So I emailed the fellow. I said, "Is this going to go ahead?" And he said, "Oh no, it's fine. As long as everyone comes to the gig only in groups of six, yeah, yeah. we can have. So then you can have two hundred people in a room." <laughs> In groups but, of six. But it's an absolute groups, nonsense. But in groups of six, that makes all the difference. Yeah. So there are all these individual bubbles all breathing the same air, <laughs> laughing the same molecules in the, at, at me as I stand there. I'll probably get a diver's helmet or something on to try not to get COVID-19. <laughs> that will really help. That, yeah. I think that would really help. Yeah, <laughs> if it's, surely if it's completely sealed, like a hazmat suit or something. Wasn't yeah. there a bloke on the, on the combi circuit used to wear a full diver's helmet? someone who went on I remember seeing someone going on a full diver's helmet once took him about half an hour to get up the stairs <laughs> I feel sure I feel, oh, okay. feel sure that I would remember that I do remember someone completing the marathon in a deep sea diver's outfit <laughs> the London Marathon <laughs> yeah I shit you not it took him five days <laughs> yeah that's to give him a police escort for five days <laughs> <laughs> they've opened up the roads again haven't they after about five or six hours Oh, yeah. By yeah. about seven o'clock that night, there were buses going Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, what's that bloke doing in a diver's helmet? Anyway, anyway, it was great. I thought it was great. Can, and, uh, can, can I mention Rob Holding? Oh. Uh, oh. His Bergkamp-esque little... Uh, <laughs> well, there's one point... He did control it at one point with the actual old big horn, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he did, did with the, the big horn. Big horn. <laughs> but he had, he, he looked at him, he, he had a, he's got a similar hairline to Dennis... And similar skills, that little thing before the second goal or first goal. 
before the second goal, he won. He basically gave it to Lacazette and won the corner. Yeah, and then well, he, uh, ran, he ran juggling it like yeah. Ronaldinho for about twenty yards. It was amazing. But have you ever seen? <laughs> don't you think that is indicative of the mood in the camp at the moment? The fact that Lacazette started laughing at him and yeah. he was laughing back, going, oh, "I know, it was beautiful." You don't see that. You don't see laughing at Tottenham at the moment, do you? Yeah, that is no. coming up, yeah. by the way. No, no that is coming up. Same. No, although it has to be said that then Willian went over with a thoroughly serious expression on his face yeah. and hit one of the best corners you've ever seen in your life. Straight right. onto Gabriel's, well, shoulder as yeah, it yeah. Out. Well, one of the best corners we've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for He's been doing time. that for Perhaps. seven years for Perhaps Chelsea. That sort of run in the mill every day corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, John Terry had about ten of those in the season for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really good. And I don't want to bang on about Rob Holding, uh, but he did a little Please do. run round the keeper which I don't know whether was planned, whether it's to distract his eye line or something like that. When was this? So for that corner where uh, Gabriel Margulies scored, uh, he, nice. he, he ran round. So he ran it's behind the keeper. Margulies. In, in Miriam Margulies. It's Miriam Margulies is what I'm thinking <laughs> about. That's Sorry, Dan. He's going to end up being called Miriam now. Yes. Yes. Miriam. That, that's, that's my goal. goal. <laughs> Perfectly fine. That's my goal. I love Miriam Margulies. <laughs> Bring we haven't said it called Gabriel. It's too confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He, what, he, he, was, he went round the goalkeeper like a full circumference all the way around him? He ran behind him and then round him at the front. And I don't know whether it was planned. And Mikel sort of said, if you maybe distract the keeper's eye line or something like that. But it looked no, I planned. Think, I think Holding's I, gone rogue there. He, he yeah. was probably a bit euphoric. <laughs> Bit euphoric after his camp moment, <laughs> yeah. and then he was really on his toes in the six-yard box. So well, I'm going to get involved with the keeper now. Yeah, yeah. And the keeper did fluff it. I mean, he should have saved it, right? It did go straight at him. Yeah, oh, it was a header from two yards off his well shoulder. Sh- but you know what? It was very good. I like that way the way that we did that corner. Yes. Six of them surrounding the goalkeeper. That was very good. Yes, very good. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we have a public service announcement um, for you. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest... I've got to get to the end of this <laughs> sentence. No laughing. The greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Yeah. yeah. Ever Way. created. And now I don't know why, but I've got robot wars in my head. <laughs> some, oh. some nerdy, nerdy block in a shed inventing <laughs> some device. That comes hacking towards your scrotum and removes. <laughs> I'm worried about the, the 18 months of research and development. I mean, how many casualties were there for that? Is the one thing all I'm. Those, all those students. Do you want to make 25 quid? <laughs> yeah. You can only do it once. Yeah. <laughs> can you try and take your bollock hair off with this? Um, the new trimmer. It was just released only moments ago in the UK, and we are the first to confirm the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Manscaped trimmer is now available for purchase. It features a cutting-edge ceramic blade. To, and it says, you know, it does say to reduce grooming accidents. It's not... Yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> You've still got to be careful, friends. You can't eradicate them completely. <laughs> but can you, can, have you got any of these, by the way? Have you got any? I've got a box can I, full. Can I have one? I've got a box full. I mean, yeah. I mean we might as well I'll try. Do, as we... do you want me to send pictures? You know what? I would. You know what I would have done? And we uh, um, next time uh, 
We do, we do a Manscaped commercial. I'll bring, I'll bring one out. I haven't charged. I was going to say you're not going to demonstrate it. In- <laughs> I'm not going to, not going to demonstrate. It, but it's got a seven thousand RPM motor oh, with quiet, fast, quiet stroke technology, and quiet stroke is a trademarked. Okay. So it's a 7,000, uh, uh, like a Honda Fireblade, a 7,000 RPM ceramic motor. Uh, it's got an LED light which illuminates the grooming area. So you can do it, you know, in the back of the cinema or anywhere dark. <laughs> uh, the battery will last up to 90 minutes. So if you are enjoying it, go for your life. 90 minutes? And, uh, no, you know, enough. You can, you can shave your balls for the entirety of Arsenal v West Ham. How hairy. Oh, <laughs> you might just run out of battery in stoppage time. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just hope it doesn't go right. to penalties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By which time you might have done the cat and the dog. And <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're listening to me right now, listener, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product. I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. It's <laughs> it says. <laughs> This is the important point. Um, uh, listener, these people are kind enough not only to send us uh, free samples of their kit, but to sponsor the Tuesday Club. Uh, they're paying uh, uh, producer Jay's wages. So, But they, it's, no, it's no good if you just think, oh, that was funny, and then move on. You've got to go to manscaped.com for the code Tuesday, and you'll, you get 20% off, and you'll get free shipping. Uh, with the code Tuesday, manscaped.com, 20% off with free shipping. Use the code Tuesday. Your balls will thank you. Now, so Willian on his debut, uh, three assists. Well. Um, uh, this two, is not well. A, a block shot that the rebound gets stuck stuck away, that counts. Corner, that counts. And that drifted ball out to Aubameyang. If you pass the ball to Aubameyang anywhere in the opposition half, that's a potentially an assist because yes. he might pass. just do that. What a pass that was! I mean, it was beautifully weighted. But the thing about that goal that I'd like to point out that I watched, I've watched it several times, obviously. I mean, the way he slams those finishes in is if he's hit it with his laces, but his side foot he hits it so hard. Mm. But if you look at that goal again, when when Aubameyang receives the ball from William, he looks like he's pretty much on his own. It's going to be up to him. By the time he's in the box and shooting, there are four Arsenal players in the box. Yeah. And and Willian is arriving on the edge of the box as well, having made the pass. Four of them have sprinted from their own half and got to the penalty area already, just in case Aubameyang slapped them in. I'm not surprised a couple of them went, oh, thanks, mate. I've come all the way up here to help you out. <laughs> if you don't need us, perhaps you could raise an arm or something. <laughs> You're all right. Ainsley, <laughs> but stay that is, back. That is a 2-0 up, right, on, in the second half on a hot day. Four of them have made that burst yeah. to get down there to join in. And that is seriously impressive commitment that shows something about what's happening there at the moment. Yeah. There's no there's no doubt that they're all in on this together. It's, it was a... It was impressive to see the finish itself. You just knew he was going to do it, right? You, you could have hit that top corner. You just knew it. Yeah. Still, it was an unbelievably good finish, though, wasn't it? I mean, it really I mean, was. I've watched it from about 20 different angles, about 20 times each. Yeah. And it never gets less impressive. I mean, you think, wow. He has this little way, doesn't he? When he's got a defender in front of him, he sells the smallest little dummy. Sometimes he does it just with a little movement of his boot behind the ball, just to get the guy... Doesn't take much. What, what do they call it? Just kind of squared up. Still him, really. Yeah. Stop him. 
And then he goes again in that, that moment where you get that beat of hesitation and the defender to stop him. And then you go, he's gone. That's all you need. Then you can see the top corner and he can hit the top corner. Well, remember also Tierney is making that run. Every time he gets that ball, Tierney is bombing up outside him. Make the to just give well. him, Yeah, yeah to, and to make, make the nose as well. They yeah. all were. I mean, they, could, they, they were up for it. Yeah. It was fantastic. I, um, do you remember when the, the Liverpool goal... Yeah, and they the berated way. the right back. Yes. And they were saying, oh, you should have shown him down the line. Yeah, but Tierney was there. Because um, they had that young kid in, didn't they, in the community yeah. show. And uh, it seems that he Tierney could just do it Tierney. anyway. He came to You know, doesn't he? He could do it to just anyone. A bit, just a bit, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> it's quite hard when you're mumbling, <laughs> Mullock Kintyre. <laughs> In his bag, he's got the world in his Tesco bag. Tierney. He's got Another excellent performance from Kieran Tierney. Um, Gabriel, after that initial moment where he didn't know who Bernd Leno was, once he'd been introduced to the goalkeeper, um, never made, never put a foot wrong. Yeah. Showed enormous power, willingness to get on the ball, simple, accurate passing. Yeah. Holding looked very, very good. Bellerin played El well, Nene. Maitland Niles played well, El Nenny had another good game. Jack what? has absolutely transformed. Well, he's got players next to him who are doing a bit of work, and he can play those. That pass he played to Aubameyang in the first half. Just a simple pass over the top, but he just there wasn't a lot of room. And Al- no, Aubameyang, it, well. you know, they, he appreciated that pass. That was a beautiful Did ball. You and see- I also think that um, Lacazette... Um, Deserves some credit for the for his role in that Abamian goal because he went short to receive a ball to feet and got whacked, absolutely crunched and pulled over by an enormous Fulham defender, but just did enough to for the ball to be loose and available. That's where William yeah. picked it up. Yeah. So you know, he was, he's up for doing that stuff. Like is there, it's, his is the most thankless task in the team at the moment. I think to be to occupy defenders to run all day long. Well, you but thanked he was, him. Uh, up for it. Yeah. You I thanked, thanked him. We've all thanks. thanked him because thanks, thanks Lacker. Lacker. <laughs> he looks. I hope he doesn't go. I, I want him to stay. I want them all to stay. Well, at this, this point, to be this is the thing, isn't it? You're you're looking at and you say Martinez has gone, which I felt a bit. Has he? Have, has that gone through? Has that been yeah. confirmed? Yeah, he's gone to Villa. He's gone to Villa for twenty. Yeah, million, and I'm which a is possibly less less than we would have liked. But you know what? I'm glad that it worked out the way he did. He won the FA Cup with us, had a great afternoon and a great end to the season. And uh, thank you very much. Well, we can't keep him there. He's a first-team goalkeeper. If Leno's going in goal, we can't keep him. I, I was a little bit, because he was sort of like, after we won the FA Cup, and he was like, this is my club, and he was very emotional. Yeah. And then it's like, well, either, either make me number one or... I'm off. Yeah. It doesn't come out what Leno has said about any of this. It doesn't come out whether Leno has said, I want to be number one, or if Mikel has yeah. said all along to him, you'll be number one when you get back from injury, or what? Yeah. Or what's that It's bloke? total yeah. silence. But the fact that there's no rumours at all, there were a couple of whispers about Leno being possibly pursued by Bayern Munich as a potential successor to Neuer. And, and that, but there's been no rumours at all about Leno leaving Arsenal. No. It, it appears that he's been, he's been assured that he'll be... Number one, then you can't have two of them in there. So yeah, good luck to good luck to Emmy Martinez, a fantastic 
contribution last season and um and I and Villa fans you've got a great goalkeeper there they they have already of course got Tom Heaton at Aston Villa who is an ex- excellent goalkeeper himself um, mm. so Emmy might find himself when Heaton's back from injury in the same position but that is the that is the lot of so goals, goals, yeah. right? uh, every every Premier League club needs two wasn't yeah. it Meninga who made a uh, a cameo appearance in goal was that our first Alex Meninga? In 97-98. Yeah. yeah. And he, he played a lot of games that year. Yeah, saved a penalty in the quarterfinal, didn't he, against West Ham or yeah. something? I remember he was outstanding a few times. He was very good. He was, But yeah. he was always second to Dave Seaman, and who wouldn't be? So. Well, what they said about Meninga was he was a nervous wreck. <laughs> yeah. Although he was a great athlete and a fine goalkeeper, they said in the dressing room he was shaking like a, oh right. like a leaf. Right. So, Not what you want to see before no, you go out. Fill the defenders with no, Who's with me? Where's the goalkeeper? <laughs> where's, where's the goalkeeper? He's peeing himself he's on in the, the ball. He's, a, he's in cubicle three again. He's been in there for 45 minutes. Yeah. Alex, James well, starting. Don't go knock on the door because if you hear him crying, he won't come out. <laughs> You have to whisper it, <laughs> Alex. This Alex one's crying. To kick. It's five to three. <laughs> oh well. So now we need now we need a new keeper. It doesn't there's rumours that we might go for Brentford's goalkeeper about whom I know nothing at all. Uh, Matt Macy is still yet to make a first team appearance. They had giant. Uh, I think well, he was set three, to go, wasn't young. he? Before the what, Matt Macy was. Yeah, before the Martinez business happened. Well, let's hope that Leno doesn't get injured and then we'll be fine because he's a very, very good goalkeeper. He is. And I think he really did. That was a big save two minutes into the first season, the first game of the season. Yeah. Making that save the way he did and making it without any fuss as well. He went, oh, hello. And he was off his line. No hint of a penalty. Just picked up the ball, went, don't do that again. And that was it. And you think, that's what we want. No fuss. Yeah. All right, Miriam. I'll get it. I'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Miriam. It's also, it was quite... It was quite uh, <laughs> impressive the way he was passing it around the penalty area yeah. uh, in the build-up to Aubameyang's goal because yeah. Martinez is very good with the ball at his feet, liked having the ball at his feet, and I wondered if he, he was better in that respect than Leno. But Leno seemed pretty calm and yeah. composed. It's what uh, we want. He, he, does, he does have that between the sticks. Um, when you use the bathroom... Gentlemen, don't worry, I'm going somewhere. Because <laughs> when you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want random passers-by looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Ah, I see what you're doing Using there. the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Yeah. Did you know your service provider knows every single website you visit? And they can sell the information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel. My favourite sort of tunnel. (laughs) And while you're in the tunnel, shave your balls using your... (laughs) Right. So I don't think ExpressVPN are going to be happy if Manscaped.com start using a bit of their time. Um, I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything, your phones, your laptops, even your routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected. Even if they don't have ExpressVPN, it is as easy as closing the bathroom door, fire up the app, click one button, you're protected. It's voted the world's number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge and countless others. 
So if you're like me and you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash Tuesday. And you have to do this, freeloader. You have to go to expressvpn.com forward slash Tuesday today, uh, expressvpn.com slash Tuesday, and you can get an extra three months for free. Now, the, Gabriel Marcotti's been on, uh, been on the Twitter and has said that Arsenal deserve a D rating as opposed to an A, I mean, for signing Willian on a three-year contract. Um, I, I responded on Twitter uh, last night with a ha 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 and he's replied Ooh, he's come back saying uh, what at not you Bentley um, and, and also to another fella who's uh, taking issue with him uh, most intelligent people can see that giving a three year deal of that size to a 32 year old when you're rebuilding and have a host of young players in that role and Pepe and limited funds merits a D. Fulham isn't changing that. And he posted that at quarter to eight this morning. Um, OK, Gabby, you've sucked your head up above the parapet. Most intelligent people evidently doesn't include you. <laughs> and if you're putting yourself above Mikel Arteta and Edu, you, I can tell you now, Gabby, you know less, not, not only do you know less about football than I do, you certainly know less about football than they do. And that 32-year-old is in prime physical condition. He looks like a 25-year-old. He plays like a 25-year-old. He's world-class. He's a winner. And if you think that Martinelli and Saka and Pepe, by the way, and Reese Nelson are not going to benefit over the next couple of years of their development by having that man in the club, by learning from him and seeing him close up, you're an even bigger idiot than you come across on Twitter. So getting Willian is an excellent deal. And getting him for nothing is an excellent deal. And it's pretty unusual these days to get people on anything less than a three-year deal because after, if you're on a two-year deal, after one, you're back at the negotiating table again, aren't you? Because you're going into yeah. the last year. So pipe down and stay out the Arsenal. You know nothing. <laughs> I, Whoa, would say also, I would say also that we don't have a host of young players in that position, actually. What happened last season, obviously he doesn't know, is that Arsenal barely created a chance. It was really difficult to create chances and we, we struggled to get shots off, we struggled to make opportunities and we were very heavily reliant on Aubameyang. And what's happened This immediately in the first game is Willian is creating chances. He's making good passes, taking great dead balls. He took a free kick in it at the post. Yeah. He nearly had three assists and a goal. He made an enormous contribution in the first match. Maybe he won't play Europa League. Maybe he won't play the Carabao Cup and all the rest of it. But hopefully he will be available for 38 Premier League games. And if we're going to get into the Champions League via the Premier League, he's going to play a big, big part. And when Martinelli comes back, he's got this guy, a legend of Brazilian football in the club to help him, to help him and teach him and learn from. And I think it's a great signing. Yeah, yeah. I think the only question was the three years. But as you say, two years, just he didn't want to do two years. That's why he left Chelsea. But we've got Look a guy. Look how good he is at 32. He's not going to be any less good at 33. He'll still be playing at 34. And in the last year of his contract, might be the last year of his career, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on somewhere and gets another season and plays till he's 36. Look how fit he is. Yeah, he's in very good nick. He is. He's and different he's now. he's fast still. He 32. really is fast. Yeah. 32 is not old. Anymore. So yeah, no. you look at these guys. Louise is the same. Abamyang's the same. They're keeping these people in the club because they can play an important role in helping the young ones develop. 
It's a it's a big big role. It's a big squad. It's a twenty five player squad, and to have three or four top experienced guys like that, it, it, leaders in the dressing room, is vitally important. Yeah. Vitally important. We've been saying for ages, oh, there's no captains, there's no leaders. Well, there is. There's another one now. Yes. And he's really good looking. His hair is amazing. <laughs> Fantastic hair. The hair, hair. Is Fantastic. the hair is excellent. I've got to say, it's true. I, I mean, I don't disagree in that. It's a shame that Bakayo Saka now finds himself on the bench. And he's, he's behind Nicola Pepe. You know, first change is Pepe on. And he'll get, Nelson he'll get is also, you know. Get, these kids are going to win us the Europa League, right? This, yeah. this is what they're going to do. They're yeah. going to win us the Europa League or get us to the final. Yeah. Um, well, that'd be very nice. So, um, should we talk about the Sabias and Eddie spat before the game? Sabias looks like a bit of an annoying little twat. Don't, don't <laughs> you imagine he would really? I can, <laughs> I can imagine being in that squad and thinking, "Oh, he's a twat." That's a <laughs> uh, Eddie went in a bit. It was a little bit studsy, a little bit naughty, wasn't can, it? Can we just? You, sorry, I don't know. He obviously didn't grow up in London. Uh, you can't do that to someone like Eddie. He will come back at you. He will come back at you. Can I ask what happened? Because I didn't, I didn't see the warm up. They're doing one of those little, little games triangles. where there's a guy in the middle and there's five or six pinging it around in a circle, and the guy's sprinting about trying to intercept. You're either playing one or two touch, yeah. and the faster the ball moves, you know. And uh, and the ball came to Eddie in the circle, and Sebastian just basically went into him, you know, around a sort of shin pad. And Eddie had a little. <laughs> fronted him up a bit. Yeah. The ball's back in. They're doing it again. Five seconds later, he did it again. And then I thought, Eddie's going to twat him. Eddie's going to twat him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ding, ding. So I, I am backing Eddie in that scrap. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I imagine that Danny would fight him very dirty. I can see some gouging, <laughs> hair pulling. <laughs> I imagine a bit, of, bit of interference below the belt. I could see all sorts of naughtiness going on. Yeah. Yeah, and who broke it up? Did the other players break it up? Yeah, one of the coaches took Eddie away. Well, Eddie kicked yeah. the ball very hard at Sabios then, and it would yeah, it was all a bit handbags. Bit handbags. It was a bit handbags. I don't mind a bit of that before the game. I think we should do that every game. Not quite every warm up. Yeah, we'll have a little scrap between someone. Two people get nominated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a little scrap. Everyone gets all fired up, and ready for the game, and then they're off. <laughs> And they'd come on then. Who we got this week? We'll have them. Martin Keown <laughs> encouraged it. And you can just imagine. Of course he Yeah, of course he did. He would approve. He got he an would. actual erection. Let's just have a moment now to imagine Martin yeah, Keown Martin with an Keown. actual In- erection. <laughs> Engorged. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of Miriam Martin. <laughs> that would do it. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I imagine would have been equally excited by that moment. <laughs> um, they both came off the bench anyway. Eddie Eddie looked slightly miffed that Sabas got on before him and got an extra yeah eight minutes or whatever it was. Uh, Eddie, by the way, scored another goal for the under twenty ones. Yeah. And he's now one. He's now one goal off. The all-time record for England under twenty ones, which is I think is fourteen goals or something, which is held jointly by Alan Shearer and an ex-Arsenal player. Alan Smith. No, Alan Smith. Perry Groves. I actually don't know. 
<laughs> no, you missed it. Unlucky Theo. Uh, no, no, uh, it was Francis Jeffers. Oh, for goodness sake. We could have been here for a Jeffers. week. Not he had there. an outstanding uh, junior career. He was an excellent player. Is one We talked last week about people's careers being wrecked by injury, and his was one of those, the floating bone, a chip of bone in the ankle of Francis Jeffers. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's uh, Eddie's on the verge, and it looks as though there's a plenty of good forwards in the full England squad, so he's unlikely to break into that unless he does something sensational at Arsenal in the next few months. They've got European Championships at the end of the season, mm. England under-21s, and Eddie's got every chance, as he is the captain of the under-21s now, so that's how highly thought of he is. It's unusual for a striker to be captain, but there we've got Aubameyang and Katia. Uh, it's, high, it's very likely, it looks to he's going to break that record, going to become the highest goal scorer in the history of the under-21s, which is it's quite a feat, even though three of them did come against Kosovo the other day. <laughs> We've got, I, like the, I like how many leaders we're starting to collect on this pitch. It's very, very good. I, I'm, I'm encouraged by everything at the moment. Yeah, to be honest it's quite the turnaround, isn't it? Quite the turnaround. Um, it's Mikel, what do you think? Well, it's Mikel Arteta. He's just transformed the club in six months. I mean, he genuinely has. These are mostly the same players who were losing to Brighton in November or whenever it was. Most, mm. most intelligent players. people would question his transfer policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bell and. I tell you what was interesting <laughs> on the BBC. So the Premier League predictions. So they did all their predictions oh, yeah. uh, and all, I haven't looked at any other papers, but all the BBC ones. Uh, so the top four, sixth. top four, and then who would get relegated, I think. And we only appeared twice in the top four. Jolene Lescott had us down for third and right, right. righty had us yeah. for fourth. Yeah. No one yeah. else put us in the top four, which I'm kind of fine with. That's all right. I've Doesn't always matter. liked Jolene Lescott. He's a great player. I've always liked yeah. him. Outstanding judgment. Yeah. <laughs> a lion-hearted centre-half. Yeah. Magnificent servant to football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really one of the greatest men of our generation, <laughs> yeah. Jolene Lescott. Wears a shirt in a particular way as well. Yeah. But do you, I, d- I don't know. Lovely, lovely, lovely man. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care, Damien. I don't care what they think about us. They'll they'll change their tune soon enough when we're top after seven games, having played Liverpool, Man City and Man United. And you said I was getting Whoa. carried away. Whoa, <laughs> Whoa you've Whoa. just put some soapy water on the slide and thrown yourself. Whee! Whoa! Flown out the end and hit the roundabout. An- I'm liking... I like the team spirit in this team. Ian I like Stone's everything in the play park again. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why can't I get carried away? What well, doesn't matter? No, you can. You can. It's Next enjoyable. game is West Ham. Next game is West Ham. Guaranteed. Um, Tottenham's next game is in Bulgaria. <laughs> and not even in Sofia. In one of the smaller. In Plovdiv, apparently. In Plovdiv. A village of 40... will be taken 40... by a, a coach driver and he'll leave them a mile outside, so I ain't going any further. There's only only 45 people in the village and most of them are in the squad. Most of them are related. They're related and in the squad. Yeah. We weren't going to be able to not take the piss out of them. Enjoy yourself. Send us a postcard. (laughs) It's donkey for the last mile, honestly. It's very nice. Harry's up front on the lead donkey. (laughs) 
The lead donkey's Eric Dyer, surely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hurry up, Eric. Oh. Which way is it, Eric? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, oh. He can speak oh, for oh, yeah. Hilariously brilliant, isn't it? Oh, yep. So, that is, without a doubt, it's the best thing about winning the FA Cup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got to play yes. qualifiers. Yeah. Three qualifiers. It's, uh, it's great, it's isn't so it? Honestly. Yeah, well. So, and that's, see, that's as well. That's added to my mood as well. I mean, I'm yeah. not that bothered. I'm, I'm sort of, last season, I enjoyed seeing Tottenham lose because it made me feel better about how shit we were. That's the truth of it, especially at the start of the season. But now I'm sort of less bothered. I can just enjoy it at a distance because I'm just loving my team. You feel so strongly after one away game at Fulham that the the balance of power has shifted up. We've no, had five I, seasons finishing below them, you know. It's been a very long time since there was a Saint Tottenham today. Mind the gap. <laughs> no, it's not about that. It's about the mood. I'm saying to you, watching watching Lacazette and Rob Holding laughing and joking on the pitch. You don't get that at a lot of professional football clubs because it's all very serious. But right now. You know everyone's enjoying themselves. They're coming into work. They're probably hugging in their bubble, whatever they're doing, and just they're happy with each other. You've got, you got a dirty mind, Ian. <laughs> You've got a dirty, <laughs> filthy in mind. A bubble. Uh, Rob Holding is, is staying, I'm told. Arteta uh, says that he told Rob Holding, you're going nowhere. There was a very strong rumour that he was about to join uh, Steve Bruce at Newcastle. Steve Bruce has been doing some good work in the transfer market, by yes. the way, for, yep. for Newcastle United. And Cannon Wilson scored a winning goal. Or a goal for them, didn't he? At, at, uh, at West Ham. Yeah. At West Ham the other day. West Ham started with a home defeat. <laughs> it's going to get another long messy. season for them. Yeah. yeah, it's going to get very, very messy. But Rob Holding's not going anywhere because we've only got fourteen centre halves. <laughs> You've only got fourteen. Probably Socrates will get a transfer. That's what I heard. Fine. Possibly Kalasenac will go. Fine. Um, and possibly Shkodran and Mustafi will, will. They would appear to be the three. Defenders who are most likely to be moved on. You can't have a 31 man squad. There are too many people. Yes, too and many. And you do need to raise a bit of money if you do want to get Thomas Party in, and then that that might be um, facilitated by Lucas Torreira going back to Italy. But it's all speculation. It's gone pretty quiet on actual moves, I suppose, because the season's starting up all over the place, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the 20 million from Emmy will help if we need Party in midfield. But I, you know what? Be, I mean, you could not have got twenty million for Emmy Martinez at any point ever until the last few weeks. So that is a no. That's a good good bit of business. Um, Thank you, Neil Mulpay. for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> we should send him a few quid as a you, gift. The unintended consequences of being a snidey little shitbag. <laughs> Cha-ching! Thank you, Mister Mulpay. That's ten million quid you put on his value I mean, actually, there. they nearly got Martinez, didn't they? Brighton. Right. Yeah, yeah, they. But I, I read that um, Villa's the the contract that Villa were offering was much more than was the contract that Arsenal were okay. offering. Okay, fair enough. So so fair enough. Um, one of the people we thought might become Arsenal manager, and I was quite up for it, was Carlo Ancelotti, and he has now become the manager of Everton, and has immediately you can see through <laughs> Damon's fallen over. Sorry. <laughs> He's Same down. There's a lead. Right. There's like, a lead. Like a weeble. He'll go over, but he won't stay down. <laughs> He's back. I'm back. I've bounced back. He's back. Oh, he's, back. he's immediately, uh, well, not immediately, but a rather like Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. He's identified what's needed in that six-month period or whatever it was that he was manager last season. 
and gone out and got the players he needed and put a load of square pegs in square holes. And now Everton look like a football team. Yeah. You, you look at their 11, Jordan Pickford in goal. Coleman at right back is very, very good. They've got um, Mina, the enormous beast stroke unit of a centre-back, um, the Colombian fella. Keane, the centre-half, I think is quite underrated. He's a very, very good passer, Keane, long and short. And then they've got Lucas Dean at left-back, whose delivery is superb from the free kick, which they rather brilliantly took from the wrong position and scored from. And now he's got a kid called Allen in midfield, and I'm all in favour of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just a little maestro, a little clever, little like a type. Five foot six or whatever, hard little knees. Just <laughs> looks like looks like you think you might be able to knock him over, but you find yourself with a broken rib and you don't know how it happens. Yeah. Like a real tough nut. They got him in from Napoli, where he was previously the manager, and they got Ducore. Was that he was Watford? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was Watford, and, and he was good at Watford. He was as well. magnificent for Watford. They've a got real a, athlete. They've got a good front. Pounding six. around the pitch, and and then the icing on the cake. They've got one of the best number tens in the world, without any doubt. And it's a real coup. They've got Hamas Rodriguez in, formerly of Real Madrid and Bayern Munich, and obviously he knows uh, Ancelotti, presumably. And and they, he is a sensational footballer and seemed like a really nice bloke too. And he, yeah. He'd set someone, someone set him up and he fluffed the chance and he made a point of giving him a thumbs up and there's obviously got no English whatsoever and doubtless never will have. I can see him being just like Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> and that other midfielder, the one I forgot, Gomez, Gomez. who was injured for so long. Yeah. Yeah. He was out injured for ages and he, he played at Arsenal last season. He's an excellent yeah, midfield yeah. player. Yeah. And Richarlison. So it won't be, he's not even, Richarlison is like like Richarlison was <laughs> Terrible yesterday, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a bit. Some, he was he a did bit. miss all his chances. But <laughs> yeah. it, you know, you know what they say. He's getting in there, isn't he? Yes. Calvert Lewin is coming on. Brilliant header. And they suddenly they look like a football team. And wasn't it an absolute joy to see them look like such a good football team? <laughs> yeah. Against it Tottenham was. Hotspur. Who did they play? Who oh. looked like a monumental shower of shit. I mean, really. Hugo Lloris is before the game talking about the managers impressing on us and how important it is to win ugly and all this stuff. Don't set out to do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. not a great lesson in life, is it, that you've got to fight really hard and you might nick a 1-0 even if you're playing shit. But especially if you've got Claude McAuley and John Terry and all these people better checking your team. But they just didn't seem to be able to string a pass ever, and they look lazy. They've got the ugly. They've got the ugly thing right, haven't they? There's no (laughs) doubt. That is, they are horrible (laughs) to watch. They are really horrible to watch. I mean, who am I going to win the golden boot in this team? I'm never going to win the golden boot in this team. Jamie Vardy's got two already. Salah's got three. And Aubameyang's got one. And I haven't got any goals, Jose. I'm never going to win the golden boot. I want to win the golden boot. (laughs) But at least they got homework. Someone put a brilliant picture of uh, Son, who we all know is a cheating little shitbag, yeah. uh, crying his eyes out. And a real brilliant, here, this one's crying photograph. Really? After the uh, game I mean, against I'm, I'm hoping it was after that game, but it might have been, you know, someone trodden his toes during national service. I'm not quite sure where where it's from, but uh, it, well, suffice to say there's been a huge amount of glee on social media. <laughs> 
Wikipedia about yeah. about that defeat. I uh, and Don Bele looks terrible. He looks so unfair. Well, but they, I mean, they, we've they seen all... this before with Mourinho teams. This is classic start of second. Mourinho third season syndrome. But yeah, he's but gone it's forward. only his second season. Yes, I know. But he's, he's missed got, out. Yes, but he's got the forward. second successful season and yes, jumped I, I, straight to the <laughs> shit third season. I missed out winning all the cups. Even he can't win the thing at Spurs. He's gone, I'm just going to go straight, straight to the I'm third gonna, season. I'm working my way towards being sacked. <laughs> now, because even I can't switch. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm I'm a nailed on League Cup first season, but this is not happening here. I am going to but start burning bridges and get my pay off. I mean, that's what I it felt like. It feels like they are not playing for him. Or I didn't watch it. I was at work, but I watched the, the match of the day too, and they were pointing out. Um, not working hard. The lack of Just commitment, not, yeah. Not closing people down, not sprinting, not doing that thing we saw the Arsenal players do, which is four of them sprinting to join Aubameyang, yeah. two in your lap away from home on a hot day, as I said. Four of them went down there. Well, it's interesting, it's interesting um, watching nothing at the moment, as I am. I'm trying to sort of all or nothing. All or nothing! <laughs> um, and Go on, what's the highlight of this week's episode? Harry Kane can't swear. He just doesn't sound right. <laughs> Can he not? No, he, he, he does it. He does. He does the sort of team talks, and he he drops a couple of effings in, and it just doesn't. You know, it's like he's a bit like it's gripped, it's sorted. Let's off road. He's a bit like that character. I think. <laughs> I think he's a sort of a decent enough bloke, but just him trying to swear to fit in just. Doesn't. Some people can't swear. Just Some doesn't. people just. All right, guys, let's effing do them. Let's effing yeah. win it. And all right, let me ask you this. Let me set this one up for you. How, uh, how, how much contract has he got left, Kane? Two years. Three years. Three, three years. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Can we work towards the uh, uh, Sol Campbell free transfer on this one? <laughs> Can we? The bids will start coming in from you know all the usual suspects. And they'll go to 30, 40, 50 million and Kane will just sit there and sit there and sit there. And then we're going to have to send Arsene Wenger and David Dean <laughs> to walk him round and round his garden. In, in Totteridge, or, yes. <laughs> and uh, until he eventually goes, oh, he's not the Arsenal. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he has the second half of his career banging in goals at the Everett. And winning um, trophies. More and to winning trophies. Yeah, Daniel, seven, Daniel's seven not going to let him go. Is he? Daniel Levy's not going to let him go. No, Whatever. but I mean, you do the wonder. The prices right, my friend. They are in debt, big debt. You do wonder. Well, I, I, I thought this as the um, NFL started again. Just think how much of their budget was dependent on NFL money, all those things. And they're not yeah. doing that again for probably at least two years, aren't they? So yeah. terrible shame, isn't it? Already, well, no, I mean, I mean you they'll, know, it, they'll never get their money back on those machines that fill your pint glass <laughs> up from the bottom. <laughs> Four thousand used pint glass fillers. <laughs> How does I'll give that you twenty-five work? quid a lot, but they cost forty thousand quid. I'll give you twenty-five. Sorry, quid a mate. Buyer's market. I'll, yeah. I'll take him away. I'll, I'll bring the van and I'll take. How about this? I'll come and get him. <laughs> <laughs> you can save on delivery. It's true. The the other thing I know is um, yes, Mourinho's sort of way of coaching. There's sort of a lot in the in the documentary. Yeah, there's a lot of people just, and he's sort of just going, just do it better. 
it's it sort of like the, it seems a lot of shouting of just like come on just you know be bastards win those second balls get every 50 50 and he's talking to the wrong player well it doesn't you know and you just wonder having watched that and then watch him on the sideline for the game yesterday and you're just going what terrible what fit terrible terrible fit all round yeah. Do you think that if they did fire it, well, how could they fire him? They, they can't, can't afford fire to fire him. him. They, can't, they, can't fire they can't afford to. No. I mean, what's he on a three-year deal to fire him? It's 40 million quid, never mind all the coaches. Yeah, yeah. And then what do they do? Rehire Pochettino? <laughs> He's the best available unemployed manager. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tottenham mates of mine saved their eye mainly for Daniel Levy rather than the team or, or the coach. They just think Daniel's messed it up and they might have a point, really. But you know, it's much more fun. You mean for us. by by falling out with Pochettino? Yeah, with Poch and not and not backing him when when they needed backing because they had a decent season season before last. Well, they? this is this is one of the things they keep saying, and then and they said, or well, Tom Hardy said, or Bain. Oh, I can't do a good impersonation of him. Oh, <laughs> that was no, enough. You, that was enough. You don't know what he sounds like anyway, do you? <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, five. I know what Miriam Margulies does. <laughs> Miriam Margulies. <laughs> she she can narrate it next. Uh, so yeah, um, don't leave it, Miriam. <laughs> but how long they've been together? That side. And they were talking about um, yeah the Van, centre Van, uh, Who are the two? Um... Vertonghen and uh, and Alderweireld yeah. have been there since since my dad used to go down. Yeah, there, six years or so. It's, it's been five six years, and they've got some of the same players they've had from 2013, 2014. You can't. They're, mm. they're just... And who have they added? They've added Doherty, the right back. Yeah, Endon Bell is like a new player, um, 55 million quid. The and, uh, Hoy, Hoyberg, the South Hoy, Hoyberg. Doesn't exactly stir the blood, does it, signings like Well, that. that's the thing. I noticed that they had Hoyberg and Harry Winks as their sort of like two sort of holding midfielders. Yeah. And you know, you know yeah. Mourinho's probably a bit scared of Everton's attack, but you would be thinking, oh, come on. To dare is to dream, yeah, eh? to whatever it is. is or to it? do, no. whatever to, dare, it is. to do is to dare is to play. Yeah, oh, okay. To well, it's hardly <laughs> daring, is it, to have Hoiberg and Harry Winks as your two central midfield? Oh, how daring is he this week? He's got two holding midfield players. They are rubbish. I mean, I was saying to, to Damien before, I haven't watched it because, and we were talking about, you. I don't want to humanise them. You know, oh, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I will watch it. I don't want to hear Harry Kane's real voice. I don't want to hear it. I, I like, I like the voice. It's the same with Giroud. <laughs> I like the yeah. way in my head he sounds. I yeah. don't want to be in a dressing room. No, I, no, I couldn't. I, I, life's too short. I, I might have to stop watching it because I actually started to quite like Dyer. He speaks, <laughs> he speaks Portuguese, and he seems no, no. I met I met Eric Dyer. He's a nice bloke. He bloke, seems like a decent bloke. It's not the point. It's not the yeah. point. So I think we should actually stop watching it at this point. You know, right, let's we just stop. enjoy watching the actual season fall apart that they're okay. having now. Okay. Let me see if I've got any songs for you. Um, Ahmed Tuni uh, sent me Jaka. Uh, uh, we didn't mean to make you cry, and sometimes we wish we'd never booed at all. Play on, 
play on because winning's all that matters. Very. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he says, uh, I'll do another verse next week if you like. This I one. thought that was oh, good. Great, great. I can't wait. I genuinely showed a lot of promise. I thought that. Yeah, it was very Were nice. You really? I did. Um, you used to sign people. For I, about still music, I still do. I still do. Gary Gary Smith suggested a song for Jose Mourinho. We want you to stay. <laughs> we want you to stay. Jose Mourinho. We want you to yes. stay. To dare is to do. <laughs> oh, to dare is to do. Thirteen league titles. You've only got two. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Thank you, Thank Gary you Smith, for that one. Very enjoyable. Um, there's one to the tune of Gabrielle's Rise for Gabrielle, but I don't know the tune. Right. That's sorry, stop sorry Glenn from Watford. <laughs> <laughs> stop you in the past. Ooh. Oh. Hello, the oh. belt. That's a Ouch. bit Sabios, that, wasn't it? That's a bit Sabios, wasn't it? I would have been Danny Sabios there. <laughs> We should do that at the start um, of each podcast. Yeah, well, just to get us all going. Right in the dummies. Cut the personal yeah. insults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, I'm just flicking through. I, don't, I haven't, as you can tell, done a lot of. It's all right. Preparation got, for this. I've got a couple of things in my notes a, if you want. <laughs> an Abamyang song. Yeah, get something out of your notes. An Abamyang song by John Friend um, from the tune of the Body Format. <laughs> Oh, Bama Yang. Oh, Bama Yang for you. That one. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's got scoring goals for fun. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but it should be scoring goals for you. Yes, that's what it should be. Oh, Bama Yang. <laughs> scoring goals for you. <laughs> he says, I will not email you yeah, again. No, no, no. <laughs> for at least 28 days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, John. John Friend. I liked it. Thank you very much. All right. El Nelny, we think that you are magic. El Nelny, your skills just turn us on. We think that Spurs are thing tragic. El Nelny, our love for you goes on. Not good enough, Glenn. I used to like that song. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Every little thing she does is magic. Yeah, I like the police. Yeah, I like the police as well. Uh, uh, what was it? Regatta de Blanc. Polina Korokina has emailed from <laughs> Russia. I'd great like name. to say how grateful I am for your wonderful podcast. Thank, Thank you, you, Polina. I wish I could write one of those football songs you get, but I'm not that talented. I bet you are. You are. <laughs> I just want to say hello from Russia. I support Liverpool FC. Oh. All right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You know what? We get fans of other clubs. We don't mind that. And my dad supports the Devils from Manchester. Brackets. Yeah, whatever, Dad. Close brackets. But we absolutely adore your programme. I guess I can speak for all Russian football fans and say thank you. Your podcast is absolutely brilliant. Right. That's nice. Your sincerely, Polina. These aren't the Russian football fans who attacked the England fans in Marseille a couple of years ago, I'm assuming. No, I don't, I, no, I don't think those. I don't think they're big podcasts. No, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a little look on uh, the breakdown of our listenership, and there's almost nothing from Russia. So, Polina, it's a very kind of you to write, but in no way do you speak for anyone at all. <laughs> <laughs> they might all go round to Paulina's house and listen to it. Was there? Uh, what was the Russian player uh, who played? Was was there someone called Alan who played for a Russian team? 
A Russian player who no, played for he, a Russian he, no, team. Was a, you need to narrow it down a little bit. I think he was an African player. There was actually. a player called There was a player called Alan A A N, who I think was a Brazilian. player. Yes, he was. I was he, Brazilian. He, he played for Braga in Portugal. That's right. In Portugal, and I don't know if you remember, but we were going to play Braga, and I couldn't go to the away game. I quite wanted to go. They've got that amazing stadium where one end is like a. Cliff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cliff, no, that place, right. yeah. And like someone a, uh, bought you a shirt, didn't they? But and without I said, the if anyone's it. going over there, that's exactly it. I said, if anyone's going over there, any Arsenal fans, and you can get to the Braga club shop, get, a, get an Allen shirt, I'll weigh you in when you get back. And this bloke wrote me an email. <laughs> he said he'd been... They didn't have an actual club shop. Then he was told there was a place where they sold shirts and he had to walk there and it was about a mile. But he went down there and they didn't actually do the names on the back of the shirt, but he got me a shirt anyway. <laughs> hundred, hundred euros, that cost me. I've still got it. You've still got it. I've right. worn it quite a lot. I don't, you know, I'm still suffering from Achilles tendon injury. But uh, no, I, I then went online. I've got a Braga away shirt with Alan on the back. Right, right. I don't think I'll get a, an Everton shirt. I mean, I, I mean, I like Everton. I like Goodison. It's double L as well, though. It's double L. Also, I just can't wear a rival Premier League team's no. shirt, even no, for a seven-a-side on a Friday morning. No, you can't. You just can't. You just can't do no. it. No. I can't. I, don't, I mean, I can't do it. I think we've established. We take your point. Yeah. You we take your point. Can't, you can't do it. Yeah. I can't put it on. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go back to the. I'll go back to the Nelson Viva shirt every time. Ooh. I've got a picture of that. Actually, <laughs> I might use that for my next uh, photo dump on the Not You Bentley Twitter feed. Oh yes, I know. I very much enjoyed uh, those of you who still haven't uh, been bothered to go and follow us on Twitter. We're now up to seven thousand followers. Far and away, the, le- the least popular Twitter account amongst <laughs> all the many uh, uh, <laughs> other Arsenal podcasts and blogs and vodcasts and YouTube accounts with a million followers. And there we are in the corner with our 7,000 Twitter followers missing the absolute gold, which is Damien Harris's photo collection. And this week's entry was a stunning photograph of uh, Sarah Cox and Michelle Collins in tight-fitting Arsenal T-shirts. <laughs> And, and I can honestly tell and you, you. One of the greatest photographs ever taken. I'm, I'm can be seen in between them, looking a little bit like Martin Keogh and seeing two Arsenal players have a fight in a war. And then, and then behind that, you can see Schmeichel, who looks like he's bollocking someone about David Seaman. And then Alan, ha- oh, is it Lawrence? Lawrence, Lawrence, looking yeah. utterly, utterly miserable and probably quite pissed. And then, and someone, someone put on. Um, Twitter, it's it's getting a little bit like Cold War Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's yeah. like a weird montage of people you vaguely recognise. It's very old. All you need to do is put in uh, the Mitchell brother and yeah. uh, and Dominic Cummings. Someone said that uh, the picture of the other picture I showed of them sitting on the sofa, Lawrence looked like... Handsome a, with a can of lager. Yeah. That one. Lawrence looked like a man just about to go in for a vasectomy. <laughs> which i thought was very good yeah that's very good yeah all these uh all these amusing uh replies uh which we're not crediting the writer of but please do you can find them on our twitter feed at not you bentley um tim gilkerson has just sent an email saying hello from hong kong uh i can't believe i missed your return i'm getting a few of these i can't believe i missed your return it's really taking a long time to get the word out 
to everybody who used to listen to us. Um, but we are getting more listeners week by week, so that's very nice. Thank you for listening in Hong Kong, Tim. Delete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone sent uh, an autograph story um, oh, yeah. about Terry Neal and Pat Jennings from 1984. Uh, it was a, immediately after the 3-1 away defeat to West Ham in October 1984. Now, I think I went to that, and I think... It was made memorable, or maybe I'm wrong. There was a 3-1 away defeat to West Ham in which Liam Brady played brilliantly for West for Ham. For West Ham. And scored. Yeah, and scored. And, Did he celebrate? And, you know, as you know. Uh, uh, he, oh, he looked made up. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, as you know, the absolute idol of my childhood. And it killed me when he, he went, initially went to Italy. Then it killed me even more when he came back and we... And we didn't bring him back to Arsenal, but George didn't. George didn't want him in there. He wanted David Hillier. <laughs> um, so there, he's driving home from the game. <laughs> this uh, Ken Ken Punter um, with us in the car, travelling back from the game, was a friend from Chessent, that notoriously Tottenham part of the world. Yep. Being an Arsenal fan from that neck of the woods was notable enough. But her, her house had a red front door with an Arsenal cannon painted in white, just to emphasise the point. As the first one to be dropped off, she asked us all in for a cup of tea. And we went in and her mum said hello and added, of course, you all know Terry. In the front room was Terry Neal. Less than 12 months after his departure as Arsenal manager, he was a long-standing family friend. We did not have the courage to ask for an autograph. We also turned down their offer of a cigarette from him. <laughs> at least two of us being chain-smoking teenagers. It was a full-on Kevin and Perry high-pitched <laughs> No, thank you, Mr Neil! <laughs> moment. <laughs> uh, overcome, overcoming some of our shyness, we began chatting about the game and bemoaning the Arsenal defence that West Ham had torn apart. Uh, Colin Hill had partnered David O'Leary and had been taught a lesson by Cotty and Goddard. Do you remember Goddard, the West End, the no. blonde-haired striker they used to have? No. He was a, he was a good striker. Terry Neal asked us who we'd have picked instead. We said that the young lad, Tony Adams, looked good and was worth a go. Terry Neal disagreed. He said no, he didn't rate him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He didn't rate him. Wow, didn't rate him. Terry. He didn't rate him. He wasn't unkind or condescending, and we obviously deferred to his greater football knowledge, but clearly he was terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> uh, I have another story about not getting an autograph from <laughs> Pat Jennings. Uh, this, this time I did ask, but my pen had run out. <laughs> oh, instead, my God. I have an embossed yet inkless scribble where the great man vainly <laughs> tried to write his, write his name. My 1979 Cup Final program. Well, I imagine when Pat Jennings picks up a pen, it probably disintegrates yeah, yeah. in his hands like the Hulk. No, it looks a little bit like one of those <laughs> pens you get in the bookies, even though it's a proper size pen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to give him some sort of ti- titanium byron. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you, Ken Punter. Uh, does anyone remember that screamer that Colin Hill scored at home to Forrest in a 4-1 win in 1983? His only Arsenal goal. And now you mention it. Yeah, it does no. ring the bell. Top corner. No. Top, it was top bins. Was it? Now, if you go back this far, the sad thing is that these things aren't even on YouTube. I mean, everything that's ever happened in history is on YouTube. Yeah, in except, history after 19... 19- pre-Premier League football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not now. 
Um, so that's very nice. Uh, as a Man United fan, I'm probably the worst of all the freeloading scum. Well, I wouldn't say that. Mate. No, all this equally is, uh, bad. Laha. We've got plenty of Arsenal fans who are terrible free. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't help think of the below chant. He's uh, he's come up with an Aubameyang chant. Uh, Gwen Doozy can go and Ozil can too. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I can't even look at you. So, oh, oh I, you. I know that. Well, I know that didn't. That, I know that didn't open well. <laughs> I was just going to accompany you. <laughs> He's Same got a guitar out. So oh. You need a keyboard because it's, it's oh. ultra-box. Oh, okay. right, okay. There's no electric guitars, <laughs> you mate. Need a, you need a 1980s, an 80s synth. Synth of some Gwen sort. Gwen Doosie can one. go and Ozil can too. They mean nothing to me. They mean nothing to me. But you can't leave on a free. Oh, bama <laughs> The scanning of that just annoys me intensely. Oh, God, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, and, yeah, he says, I would be very happy for him to follow in the footsteps of Robin Van Persie. Ooh. Oh. It's oh, it's ruin it at the end. Hang on uh, a minute. I will never email you no. again. Cheers, Imran. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Naha, <laughs> I expect you to die. <laughs> oh, well. I've got Mitrovic has chunked up <laughs> so in one of my notes. Sorry. What? What, what is oh, it? Did you see Mitrovic come on? He's been doing some weights. What about Michael Richards? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looks till wide. your muscle, but I'm yeah. too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. <laughs> yeah, what about Mitrovic? What, he looked a bit pumped? It, uh... I mean, obviously, as a larger gentleman myself, it's a bit hypocritical, but, yeah. Bit of timber <laughs> is what you're saying. He was carrying yeah. a bit extra. Oh, yeah, a bit of timber. Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Maybe yeah. that's why uh, Scotty Parker, who's still absolutely at his fighting weight, yeah. Scotty Parker. Does appear to be. I know. Yeah. Scotty, the tie-pin Parker. He looked very neat <laughs> and tidy. <laughs> the In the red corner, <laughs> Scotty, the tie-pin <laughs> Parker. There was a lot of, on Twitter, get that tie-pin off, you twat. There was a lot of that. And you're thinking, leave him alone. It's nice to have a tie-pin. Yeah. It's a lovely little, it's his thing. Touch. Yeah. It's a good it's look. The, I'm the typing guy. <laughs> if another manager wears a typing, oh no 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 no. <laughs> Do, you, that's Scotty the typing Parker. Exactly. Yeah, right, that's how we know him. Arsene Wenger was the uh, you know, zip up thing. You know, Arsene Wenger wore a duvet. Yeah. <laughs> Martin O'Neill and his friends look like a community of street drinkers. <laughs> exactly. Owen Coyle wore the shorts. Yeah. Some, some yeah. sent a list. An old old podcast we did in which we compared Owen Coyle and the shorts to the cast of Heidi High. And they, <laughs> and they put a picture up. This very funny. I retweeted it, I think. Uh, someone, Alex Richmond, sent me an Ainsley Maitland-Niles song to the chorus of the Proclaimers' 500 Miles. Oh, we love Ainsley Maitland-Niles, but Ainsley loves the Arsenal more, and he'd be the man to run a thousand miles to stop a goal or score. Oh, mate. Nice effort. Thanks for emailing us. The most interesting thing Alex says is uh, from Alex in E17, brackets, been here three years, but yet to see Keith in the wine. <laughs> <laughs> here oh, uh, Alex, you'll know when you see him. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. know when you see him. 
he'll be saying, get your hands off my van. <laughs> You're not from wandering Rambi, around, you? <laughs> Wandering around with a baseball bat, antagonising gangs of youths, uh, or stealing cats. It's <laughs> 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 two principal ones. Oh, I've got a lot of emails this week. Yeah, good. Um, nice. I'll be, I'm sorry to be that guy. Uh, this is from... I don't know who it's from. The email address looks like a bot. but um, nice. Anyway, it doesn't even sign it. But it says, sorry to be that guy, but I've been listening to old episodes and I've just got through an episode where Tyo says that it's clear that the Conservative will never have a career at Arsenal. Yet here he is this week saying he's always been behind him before anyone else was. Fake news, T. Fake news. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, do you oh, know what Damien, worries Damien me? Damien in particular loves that. You love that, didn't you, D? Your little face. No. Even though I can hardly see you in the gloom. <laughs> you just thought, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he loves it when T gets pulled up. Does T's worry too, me. Does T's worry too me, cool though. for school. He'll swerve that somehow. Yeah. He'll He'll swerve See, that. I love them oh, all equally and wish them all well. See, and that way I avoid it. Listen, there's not a player that's worn the Arsenal shirt that hasn't either been a god to us or someone that needs to be out the door immediately. This is the nature of being a football It concerns me that people are going to listen to past episodes and pick up some of the things we might have said and just wave them at us, go, see, see, you wanted Mourinho as a manager or something. It concerns you, holy shit. It's like... That's true. Yeah. Like, We've all got things to worry about, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, well, sorry about that. Uh, well, no, I'm not sorry. I so said, well done. Well done. I don't know what your name is, but uh, thanks, thanks for the... I think yeah, a Pulitzer Prize yeah. could be coming your way. Yeah. You've I made think... Damien's day. Yeah. You really have. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, someone sent a song, uh, Nick Barlow. Hi, chap. So glad to have the podcast back again, mostly due to my five-year-old son, Endlessly singing the chorus of Bambaleo, Bambaleo by the Gypsy Kings, I've come up with a Danny Ceballos version. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Ceballos, Dan Ceballos, he comes on loan every year from Real Madrid. (laughs) Danny Ceballos, Danny Ceballos, he's a non scoring or assisting (laughs) centre. Very good, very good. Then get a verse about having a spat with Eddie. Uh, yes, uh, you got yes. a winner there, I think. Yes, verse Nick, two. If you can. Uh, we enjoyed that very much. Nick says, I'll never email you again, but if you can, yeah. uh, come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> he nearly got twatted by Eddie and Katia. <laughs> I really do think he'd fight dirty. I do. You I'm can't right. survive. You can't survive in a midfield in the Premier League when you're that skinny and that slight without being sly as hell. I'll take that. I don't mind. Um, a bit more fighting spirit in that team. Lovely. Um, so, now, what else do we need to talk about? There's not much, really. West Ham is our next match. Uh, it's been moved to Saturday night, was it? I mean, I was under the impression it was going to be a Sunday lunchtime job. Saturday nights. Saturday you know. night, and I'm doing a uh, COVID-safe 200 people in a room comedy gig well uh, if I still had a comedy career I'd miss a lot more games I'll be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) since that's all gone tits up I'll be at home watching it you don't fancy a gig on Saturday night then it's yours it's yours if you want it (laughs) well send me a text if you change your mind (laughs) I know is it sad I find football on a Saturday night a little weird but you know what everything's weird at the moment so yeah and um yeah it's weird so they're all like the Emirates 
West West Ham away to Arsenal. And uh, what do you think? I mean, I predicted three nil. At Did the weekend. you? Well, what um, do you think? So I, I, uh, uh, I think it'll be 3 0 again. So yeah. I'm just going to say that every week now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. Even the stock clock is work, right twice. <laughs> it's right twice a year. I think it really depends on how West Ham respond. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah, because they were well, pretty terrible. We're, we're better than them. We're better than them in every position. And we'll beat I was told by a taxi driver the other day, so, you know, this is my favourite information, <laughs> the taxi driver story. Yeah. Uh, he's a big West Ham fan. And he did, uh, and he said, you know you hear these things. He goes, you know you hear these things. And I said, you. Normally <laughs> from taxi drivers, but go on. Yeah. Please, please continue. And uh, he said that he'd heard that David Moyes was annoyed about something, and uh, I don't know what, whether it was a transfer or whatever it was. And that Karen Brady had said to him, you're getting sacked anyway. So that's the rumour that's going around right. amongst uh, West Ham fans. Is they want Mo- it to be true, though, don't they? They don't the want Moyes it. Moyes has fallen out with the with the board. Moyes has fallen out with them. Right. It's, it's unhappy behind the scenes. Well, there's blah, doesn't blah, blah, look the kid that went to um, West Brom. Yeah. What, the Mark Noble was yes. complaining about. So they, yeah. they, the, that kid that was on loan at West Brom last year... He was amazing for them. Everyone thought Trick, Trixie Winger yeah, is that yeah, right? Trixie Skillful Winger. player and uh, and uh, and came through West Ham's ranks. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it doesn't really doesn't surprise me. Could you imagine if they got Pochettino? Why would he Poch- go there? Pochettino Why? can't imagine just to annoy David Levy. <laughs> well, Pochettino <laughs> is patiently waiting for a massive club. He is. Yeah, he's waiting uh, for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to, to balls it up. He's waiting for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or Pep Guardiola or Frank Lampard. One of them. And it wouldn't be a bad trifecta to say all three of them will be in another job by 2022. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, he's waiting for a massive club and, he, and, and he's right to, I think. It'd be a bit crazy to go West Ham. Oh, no, absolutely. No, no, I know. No way would he do that. Just, I am um, fully confident that we will beat West Ham comfortably next Even week. though we're 200 to 1 to win the league. Did you, did you know that? Can you believe that? Arsenal, 200 to 1. Someone someone, someone told me on the Is it a taxi driver? I imagine after that win at the weekend, we're probably in at 10s. Right. Like <laughs> it's back on. <laughs> I mean, it's really about whether we go unbeaten at this point, isn't it? That's what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know we're going to win the first seven games. You told us that. Yeah. No, I'm feeling good. We'll win the league, by the way. I wasn't surprised um, that Leeds United played so well at Liverpool. There was an excellent tactical analysis of their game. Yeah, on it was. Yeah. Match of the day, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Proper, you know. Talk about Lawrence and Hansen. Um, that I was really interested by that tactical analysis of how they lay the team out, and, and I wasn't surprised. That they did that to Liverpool, partly because Liverpool haven't looked that good in recent months. They haven't really; they're not the well-oiled machine they were. And uh, and Leeds are a good side. Really they good, were good they? against us in the cup. Yeah, and they ping it about. They've got the they've got the passing game to adapt to the Premier League. 
and it's just a shame that they. What is going on with you two? Stop <laughs> touching me. shit. What? You just threw your drink across the room, and now he's <laughs> headbutting the microphone. I was quiet. I felt <laughs> you were, you were saying about Leeds. Come on, let's let's skip over. That. You were shuffling about under your table for two minutes. I was having to feel about Leeds United. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say nice things about Leeds United. Uh, it was a sickener. Wasn't it that oh, the they gave away a penalty right at the deadline? Gutted, yeah. gutted. But they're a good side, and we knew they were a good side when they came to us last year in the cup. They, I mean, they could have beaten us in that game. But do you think Liverpool are going to get it back together? Do you think? Well, we know we're not playing that well, and it's the first game. We've got a home win. How important are the the fans at Anfield to Liverpool? Is that, you know, whatever you say about. Uh, Liverpool, they, when they are winning at home, that is a noise. And that that win they had uh, against Manchester City in particular, which really felt like they had a home win over them. I think it was relatively early in the season, something like November. Um, they they took them apart really, yeah. and that really was the the win that said we are going to be champions. You felt from then that they were going to be champions, and the place was rocking. You know, yeah. the cop was not just the cop, the whole stadium was uh, Klopp had built something and there was a, had the momentum of a train at that point. Now the ground is empty. They've reached that peak, the twin peaks of Champions League one year and Premiership the next. Klopp, you know, wants to drive on and do more, but he has also been said that he probably will retire from football management relatively. This kind of you think, hang on a minute, is the balloon deflating here? You've got it pumped up so it's the biggest balloon in the history of football. And now... Are you are you going to be able to get back on it and win the league? Because yeah, I think it could be quite open. I do, I do. You know, City lost a lot of games last season. United, Chelsea have spent a fortune on some superbly talented players. But no, defenders. can they get them to gel? No, no, they're a very unbalanced squad. Can they get them together? Can can they organise it? Yeah. It feels like it could be. I even think Leicester could be contenders because Brendan Rodgers is doing a superb job and they look really good against West Brom. Yeah. yeah. And it could be pretty open this year. He's know. back I'm, on. I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming round to you, Ian. I'm coming yeah. round to you. So, <laughs> so we're going to win the league. Get get your money on freeloaders because <laughs> Arsenal are going to win the Premier League. It's on. <laughs> it's, I loved how you talk yourself into that. That was beautiful. Uh, no, but I, Watching that logic. Happen. I think I've always think I think someone is going to mess up. It always happens. There'll be this time in two months, three months. There'll be. Someone out of the big six struggling. I think there'll be Everton. Well, we know, we know who that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I think either City or Liverpool could as well. It, I think with Liverpool, it's just getting back to that momentum. If they can do that, but I agree. I think. It, but do you think? Uh, do you think it's a point that the, it's going to be harder for I them? I think so. Without yeah. yeah, without the fans, because because for the away team, it's nowhere near as intimidating. No, it, no. I mean, it's not to say they're always making the noise. You know, they do have their fair share of supporters who turn up expecting them to win. Tourists, and yeah. If things go wrong, yeah. The tourists, the things they have that at Old Trafford, they have it at Arsenal. But you Leeds get, had know. no fear, did they? None at all. They went there and they went. We're going to play our game. And they were just they did. slightly lacking in experience at the end. They could have held on for a draw quite nicely, and they had. A they would have had. They would have had very very noisy away support. They've yeah, got fantastic support. Well. Leeds United, but again, they're another club. They, you know, they're not going to have any support. Ellen, it's such a shame. I and mean, really, 
for a Leeds United fans of 16 years waiting to get back in there. They'll be in the Premier League for a few years now. I think they'll yeah. be all right. We might have to wait a while, but their fans will make a lot of noise. But I agree with you about the Liverpool fans. I think they'll miss them. I think they'll miss them, which is why I think City might win the title this year. Because they're because used to playing they, they don't really need them, as far as I can tell. They can just play. Yeah, that, that, I think that's a point. Interestingly, on that subject, I, I did a telethon the other day with Claire Balding, and Claire Balding said that, she said, did you watch any of the snooker? And I said, I hadn't seen it. But I'm, I'm a big Rocket Ronnie fan. Yeah. Um, and by all accounts, he was brilliant and, and good on him. But she said that he had said that he preferred it at the Crucible empty. Oh, really? He found it. He found it. There was much less anxiety and tension with nobody there. That he could relax and just play his shots yeah, but that and he, and, he, and and he's and it's very it's an interesting thing that's coming up, isn't it? No, but... Which players like it? Quiet, no, you know, it's anxiety making. All those Alex Meninga making, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> that's what he's afraid of, right? Meninga. I mean, obviously, he's afraid of conceding, but it's the crowd. When you go. Do you remember we played Chelsea years ago down in Cardiff? I think it was. And Cesc went over to take a corner, and someone threw a big lump of celery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. him and hit him on the head, and uh, and he went down. A Chelsea mate, mum was going. He went down. It was only celery. I said, a, a lump of celery thrown from a distance. That's quite a thing to hit you on the head when you're not expecting it. Yeah. And he doesn't know what they're going to throw next, does he? What do you want them to do? Turn round and offer you all out? Yeah. I think. I think he very wisely lay on the ground and awaited development. What other vegetables have you got? <laughs> Come on, turnips. I'll take some root vegetables. Turn around and, and get a sweet potato in the eye, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all of those little things, taking corners and the abuse you get. I remember being at Anfield a long time ago and, and uh, you know, they have that along the side of the touchline. There's a seat that's virtually on the touchline and, and it's they're right down low, so eye level is pretty much grass level. And uh, Graham Ricks went over and, the, and a scouser in the front row had the ball. And, and Ricks went over, to, reached out to take it from him. And the bloke looked at him, held out and just dropped it on the floor at his feet. <laughs> Basically offering, offering Ricksy yeah. out. Yeah. He's not, Ricks is not to be messed with. He's from Yorkshire and he doesn't take any shit. But he has to just pick that ball up and take a throw in like nothing had happened. Did that, did that intimidatory vibe, I mean, there's a part of it in all the way grounds, isn't there? Now yeah. It'll be interesting to see when it's all done and dusted, if we ever get back to the old normal... And someone does some analysis of how many points were won or lost by away teams and big clubs and all yeah. that. Yeah, I think well, I think it's the more skillful you are, the better you handle it. So Roger Federer prefers to play in a in a stadium with a roof on because he knows in perfect conditions he's better than everyone else. And I think Man City are the best football team in perfect conditions. I think they can be put off, but by the fans. But without fans, that's why I think they've got. A, that I would make it's, it's not just the players either, is it? I mean, I, there was a study done a few years ago, so someone at Loughborough University doing a sports degree, of how many contentious decisions of all sorts at Old Trafford went the home team's way. A real study into whether or not there was a bias from big clubs. And it was discovered that of all contentious decisions, 81% went the way of the home team. Okay. The the home advantage is enormous, and I'm, I have no doubt that Mike Riley in the in the famous fiftieth game in oh. two thousand and four, if he wasn't on the take, if he wasn't bent, <laughs> then he was just shitting himself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because of the crowd. How, if you ever can bring yourself again to watch Rio Ferdinand take out Freddie Jungberg when he's cleaned through. I can't. And you know damn well he's done that on purpose and he's made it look like a coming together and, and Riley Wave play on. And that is a red card, Rio, and you knew it. Yeah. And that, and then Rooney died for the pen. And all these things that went on in that game and that, the, the intensity of the crowd who wanted Arsenal to lose, whipped up by Ferguson and his hatred of Wenger. And Ferguson yeah. knew he harnessed that crowd and he used them. He got them. He, he talked a load of bollocks in the papers to wind up his own fans to get them going. Yeah. I remember George Graham famously saying to the fans, do you remember after the brawl and there was a bit of footage from the training ground after the points deduction? And he says, lads, lads, we've got to keep our tempers. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, and he said to them, don't worry about the fans, I'll get them going. And he knew that before Fergie. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. couple of well-placed remarks in the papers. The fans start talking about it and the atmosphere is more charged at kick-off than it, than it would have been. Anyway, all of that is now gone. Yeah. It's an empty arena. We go to Old Trafford, very probably, no one there at all. Yeah, and Anfield I, I, and Man City. And the fact we've also got a manager who directs the traffic well, in five different languages for the entire game. <laughs> I was going to say. For the entire game. I, um, I listened without the crowd noise. And Jesus, I, in the end, I actually had to go back to the crowd because Arteta was actually quite <laughs> annoying. It was like, oh, he's at a certain toe. And it was all right, all right, I get it. He's everything. Yeah, Absolutely, I'm all for it. And, you know, would he, yeah, you know, it's obviously very important to us and how we play. And I think it works for us. I think it works for us, no no crowds. I'm hoping for a second wave very soon, just to keep us out for another yeah. year. Well, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the opposite of Arsene Wenger, right? Wenger's philosophy yeah. was not to shout at them, not to give them information from the sideline. It just, they have a split second. They, they did some survey or analysis of how much time you get when you get the ball to make a decision. And for a defender, it's 1.2 seconds. And for a midfielder, it's 0.8 of a second or something. And for a striker, it's less than half a second. Right. Um, before someone's on you. And that's the amount of time. If you haven't already, like Sesk, made your mind up what you're going to do with it before it comes to you, as, as you know, in an ideal world, they're all supposed to. You've got no time at all. So if you factor in then someone's yelling some instruction at you, Perhaps he only yells at the person who's not on the ball. I, yeah. It's all about it's yelling rather like um, Emery's assistant used to do, yelling when uh, when we're out of position. Well, exactly. No, he's directing everything. But also maybe you know the, the thing they were talking about Tottenham yesterday, and when uh, Jermaine Jenis was doing that, did he do it on that? But they were sort of showing their lazy pressing, Tottenham's lazy pressing. But whereas us with Arteta always going, telling that person, you know to press, when to go, where to go, you know, all those things. And it seems to be the modern manager, doesn't it? Klopp is very, very vocal on the touchline and 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 Guardiola, holy smoke, he must burn about 4,000 calories a game. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's listen, it seems to work for us, doesn't it? Let's be fair. Plus, plus... me laugh? It's Roy Hodgson who just looks sit so just looks cold. You feel the... You feel you feel the cold at his age. I mean, you do. He's got a wrap up on the bench. He just says to before a game, clean sheet, lads. <laughs> clean sheet. We start. Oh, Don Howe. We start with a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, gents, uh, comfortable home win approaching. We'll be top at uh, 10 o'clock. Fingers so, crossed. Nice. <laughs> nice. See you later. Yeah, See ya. Bye.